other. However, I must confess, one person approached me that day uh, and she was like, I think it was, a, I don't kind of remember who, who she or he was, uh, but uh, the person approached me and, he, and, and, and the person was like, um, thank you so much, you really inspired me. Uh, and I cannot, and, and I promise you, she said this, she was like, I promise you, I'm gonna cut down on my social media use. And it is in that moment, uh, Toblas, I'm telling you that I realized that if you're giving a talk, it doesn't yeah. matter if a thousand people tell you that you did a good job. It matters yeah. if one person did. One person, yeah. um, if one person tells you that you inspired them, I can imagine that that person is sitting somewhere in this world. I can't see them, they can't see me. But you know, maybe because of one little sentence or a single talk or a 10 minutes presentation, something was changed and she might be changing those around her. Right. Three, two, two, one. one. Okay, done. <laughs> yes. Welcome that back, Yeah, yeah, it was. I have to agree. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Vishnu Stories podcast. Today on the show, we have a telex talker, and now he runs his own podcast. Big story, everything. We deep, we deep dive into everything here on the podcast. We have Hussein Alajus. Hussein, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for agreeing to do this with me. It truly means a lot to me. Thank you. <laughs> it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Thank you, man. Can we like do a clap? Like... <laughs> Welcome okay. back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wishner Stories podcast. You are perfect just as you are. The one thing that'll stop you from growing is your ego. Perfection is not attainable because if you're perfect, then you have nothing to pursue in life. Become the person you could be. It's gonna fail. That means that won't work for you. Try another one. There's room for improvement. Yeah. That's what it's best. Best is never attained. It's not, not okay. okay. You just... Welcome back. Welcome back. Okay. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Visionary Stories. Visionary Stories. Yeah. Welcome back to the Visionary Stories podcast. Mental health, physical health, everything takes effort. Everything takes time. You have yeah, to work. You have to work, hard. have to work hard every day. That's the end game. That's taking your arsenal and just throwing it back hmm. at you. I'm like, it's not going to stay for permanent. Nothing's permanent. Cruise thing, just live it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Visionary Stories podcast. Today on the show, we have a TEDx speaker. Uh, he runs his own podcast. He's done quite a lot in, with his life and I just want to know his story and it's going to be pure knowledge. Uh, so thank you for clicking this video. Thank you for watching this. And on the show today, we have Hussein Al-Ajus. Um, let's just get to know this guy. Let's just see what his whole life is. Wow. Well, that's a lovely introduction. Thank you so much. I didn't expect all of that. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. And anyone listening thank to you. this, it's such a pleasure. Uh, thank you for giving us your time. Yeah. All right. Okay, so uh, thank you for thank you for coming on the show because uh, you know it's being a podcaster and getting guests on your show is I would say by far the toughest thing because mm -hmm. I have like mm -hmm. sent out so many emails and I yeah. barely get one or two responses. So thank you for taking your time and you know coming on yeah. the show. It really means a lot to me. Uh, so no, yeah, let's just go right into it. No, thank you. Thank you. I want to let me just say something yeah. there. I mean, I've been there because I, I, I do send emails as well and I try my best to get people on my podcast. And man, honestly, the people that reply to you are the people you want to have on your podcast. Exactly. And that's all I can say. I just want to say I'm glad, I am glad and honored uh, to have said yes, because I, I, as I said before, I share the same passion as you do, uh, kind of like connecting with people, getting to know other people's stories, because the same way I can teach something, you could teach me something too. Yeah. And if we could find yeah, there's always ground, a learning. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. There's always something to learn from anyone, uh, anywhere. That's, that's what yeah. I believe in. All right. Uh, okay, so let's let's just go right into it. So, um, like 
for the record, why don't you why don't you introduce yourself? What's your name? How young are you? And what is your vision? Yeah. Okay. So um, hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Hussein. Uh, as you just heard, I am a 24 year old. Now, how would I describe myself? So. For a full-time job, I do marketing. So marketing is what I do. I work in an advertising agency, um, and you can, in a nutshell, really, I do everything that's digitally, uh, digital marketing related. Uh, but me as a person, I kind of like pursue a separate passion, a separate uh, goal, uh, if you want to call it. And that's very much, I, when it started, it was public speaking. I always went around and told people, I want to become a public speaker, uh, until I started realizing that there's a big difference between liking to talk and public speaking. And I realized over time that my passion wasn't really public speaking. It was more about being able to inspire um, a single person to make change. Uh, that's, literally, that's literally it in a sentence. Um, and I know so many people claim they want to do the same thing, uh, but I truly believe in it. Um, and uh, and that's, that's what I like doing. That's what I try to do every single day. So I try to bring this passion uh, that is in public speaking or influence or inspiring, and I try to put it into my work every single day. Um, to find a middle ground. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, what is your vision? What do you think of yourself? What is what do you think is Hussein's vision? <laughs> uh, my vision, man. Honestly, my vision keeps changing uh, quite a lot. Um, every time I try something new, I like experimenting quite a lot. <laughs> so every time I try something new, it gets shaped in a different way. But really, my vision is being able, and as I said, being able to. You mean my vision for for myself, right? Yeah. I think, uh, like, you know, I, I, I am confident of who I am. I'm confident of my skills, uh, but I'm also confident I've got a long way to go. Uh, but where do I see myself right now? I see myself as a person that loves experimenting. I see myself as a person that really tries to do something new every single day. And at least, as they say, improve 1% of the day. Um, yeah. I see myself as a person that kind of like tries to build new habits every single day, all the time. But I also see myself as a person that's aiming to become uh, way bigger than myself. Um, yeah. I'm standing up on stage and speaking to people and being able to actually influence people. I don't want to become an influencer by all means. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to just have 100,000 followers. Um, I want to just differentiate between being an influencer and being influential. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. what I aim to do is kind of like, how can I lead my life in a way where I actually become influential, uh, where I can f actually make change uh, in, in myself. And when I make change myself, I can make change in those around me. And then mm -hmm. people around me will make change in those around them. And, you know, yeah. you could say the vision the change the world. The exactly, exactly. It's, uh, uh, but for you to aim or have the vision of changing the world, I mean, you're not doing yourself any favor. So yeah. you might as well just aim to change yourself. Hmm. So, yeah, that's, that's my yeah. vision. Yeah, that's nice. Well, thank you for um, asking, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So uh, before we dive into, like, the, the big, sh big stuff like the, the, the TEDx and now the podcast and all of that. Yeah. Uh, let's go back. Let's go back to where it all started. Uh, take me back to your childhood. Did you, <sighs> like, when did you realize, like, was it like a childhood memory or something where you were speaking and you realized that, <laughs> oh, I can do something? Or was there like, take me back to your childhood. Like, how, how did it all start? I love, you know, I've never been asked that question and I love that you did because this is going to sound very shocking to a lot of people. Believe it or not, when I was younger, I was, um, you could say, I'm not going to say I was introvert, but I was a wallflower. Do you have you ever heard that term before? A wallflower? Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah. I, was, I was that person. I was that person that would walk by the, by the wall. Um, I had no courage and I remember this very well. Um, I had one of my friends, he was a good friend back then. His, his name was Karim. So I approached Karim and I, I was... I think it was about um, 13 or 14 by then. 
And I went, I was like, Kareem, how, how do you talk to people? That's literally what I said. I was like, how do you engage? How do you interact with humans? How do you do it? I find it so difficult. And he says, he says, listen, you go and start with a, with a high. The next day you go and say a short story. And the third day you go and say a longer story. And that's literally what he said. And so the reason I'm saying this is because back when I was younger, I was, I was, I was always shy. Um, I never, my personality wasn't really the person that I am today. I wasn't, I wasn't a social person, but I think something inside me was kind of like trying to lead me in becoming that person. Um, and my childhood was very much, very much shaped by, you could say a few people, but the main, main person is my dad. I mean, that person would inspire me and would motivate me every single day of every single moment. Um, he would just kind of like tell me to keep going, try my best. And in any situation he would like, to, he, would, he loves to throw me in situations where by the age of 16, he sent me all the way to the UK to live alone uh, for a month. And he wanted to teach me independence. He wanted to teach me that if I wanted something, I need to work hard in getting it. Um, he wanted to teach me a lot of values in life. And, uh, and these things, these things in my life as a, as a child really shaped who I am uh, made me more of a resilient person that kind of like really always likes to dream a lot and make things happen essentially. Yeah. Um, but going back to my childhood in the sense that, in the sense that where um, a moment that I stood up on stage uh, and kind of like, you know, I went all blue, for example, uh, that happened to me, that happened to me, I'm not gonna lie. So that happened to me when I was about, not, not too young, I was in grade 12. So I was about 17. Um, and I stood up on stage. I was so confident. I was so confident. I was sitting there. I felt so confident. I was in MUN actually. I was debating. And I have this, I have this philosophy in my life. And uh, most people around me know this. So I have this philosophy that if you go halfway, the other half will follow. So what that means, if you, have, if you want to do something in life, for example, if you want to run a podcast, buy a mic and, uh, rec- and, and, and book your first recording date. You're, you're hooked. You have to do it. So the other half, which is doing it, will just simply follow. So yeah. I was sitting there and I had my card with me and they said, who wants to speak? And I said, you know, I'm so scared. I am so scared. And I was like, you know what? I'll go halfway. I'll just raise my hand and there's a high chance they're not going to choose me. I raise my hand and then the first person they look at is me. <laughs> and they're like, can you please approach the podium? I was like, oh my God, I have to do it now. I stood up. I felt so confident. And then I got to the podium. I look around and there's about 15 people. I went blue. I went purple, man. I'm telling you, like, I, I just couldn't see anymore. And I was speaking so fast. Uh, but I think it's kind of like that um, inner personality that didn't like what happened. Um, yeah. You know, it was, it was kind of like the difference between who I'm trying to be and what happened mm. in that situation. And yeah. these two weren't on the same page. So something inside of me was telling me that, you know what, it can't be this way. Yeah. Take a step back. Right. It's time to make change. Uh, and that was kind of like that igniting moment. That's nice. Um, like, did you grow up with any siblings or anyone? Yeah, I actually have two sisters and a brother. Uh, way, way, oh, way older. Uh, my, oh, okay. my, my sister is 16 years older. My other sister is 15 years older. My brother is 12 years older. And I'm just, you know, I'm there. I'm the 24-year-old sitting there in the family. Nice. <laughs> like, uh, was there any moment where, like, I mean, were, were your siblings also, like, uh, a wallflower, like you put it? Or were they like much more extrovert? Or did you feel any pressure that way? You know, I actually don't think so. I think, I mean, my sisters didn't get the chance because they weren't, back in the day, the schools and universities weren't, I mean, no, schools were a thing, of course, but universities weren't a thing. Like in Kuwait, there was no, there was nothing. Uh, there was only yeah. academies. So my, my sisters didn't get the chance to go to university in Kuwait. But then when my brother, by the time my brother 
uh, was 18. Um, he had the chance to kind of like get out there. And I think, you know, I'll be honest, I think I'm not going to say that yes or no, because I was never that close to my siblings because I'm the youngest one. Uh, yeah. But I think it's just being being thrown out there in society and kind of having to yeah. figure my way out. Um, and that's my dad's approach. Uh, that kind of like forced me to find and survive. You know, I had to survive, right? And to, for you to survive, you have to start to shape your personality uh, to be a people's person. Uh, yeah. so, you know, you can, so you can adapt in different situations. Yeah, yeah. So no, I wouldn't say, no, my, my, my siblings, I don't think I can relate to them in, in that sense. We're very different. We're very different, let's just say. All right, all right. Like when you started, you know, like speaking, was, was there any, yeah. any particular memory besides the MUN, like where like, you know, maybe your dad sat you down and he's like, it's okay, happens. Was there some kind of fond memory that you have? That was that um, kept you going. Um, I have one, but I'm expecting you to ask me. I think you're gonna ask me about a TED talk. So the TED talk, a lot of people think that the TED talk was, you know, because just because it's called a TED talk doesn't mean it's the best talk in, in, in on yeah. earth, right? And this is to clarify to everyone, it's just called a yeah. TED talk, and it's a TEDx talk. <laughs> uh, it sounds fancy, I know, but for people, just to clarify this, for anyone that's willing to watch, and if you've watched it as well, uh, let me tell you the backstory to the TED talk. So that talk was probably one of the worst talks I've ever given in my life. Uh, Let's just say if there was a worst case scenario, the worst of the worst case scenario happened. Uh, So long story short, long story short, after two months of daily, and I mean it when I say daily preparation, uh, where I would rehearse countless times, I can't even remember. I've recorded myself about 60 to 100 times. I've rehearsed that in my sleep. I knew it by heart. And my whole, my whole family was watching that live. My school was watching that live. I had 400 people in the audience watching that. So imagine the pressure. So yeah. I stand up on stage and I open my mouth and I start speaking. It went fantastic for the first two minutes. And if you watch the talk and for everyone listening, watch it. And then two minutes in, I'm speaking normally. Okay, there's a little bit of stress, of course. I was still in my, you know, I wasn't I'm still a beginner public speaker. So, you know, speaking moderately fast, normal. Three minutes in, I looked down at the screen. And what I realized was happening is that the clicker in my hand was automated. So someone, oh. someone on the PowerPoint forgot to click the button where it unautomates. It makes it manual. So yeah. basically, the presentation behind me and what everyone is seeing is a presentation that's moving by itself. Mm-hmm. What, what I'm speaking about is the point before the points that they're seeing. So for a second, I looked down and I had in 10 seconds, I had to make a decision. Either stop talking, ruin this experience, or just, you know, get, get it done with and that's exactly what I did. I told myself in 10 seconds, I was like, you know what? I have prepared for this. I'll do it never, regardless. And no regrets. Honestly, no regrets. And, you know, um, Thomas, I'll just tell you this in all honesty. I did that talk. I felt so stressed. But I can tell you this. And to anyone listening to this, it is because, it is because that talk was bad that I am dismotivated. If that talk would have been, let's assume that talk was fantastic. Yeah. Phenomenal. People would have approached me and would have told me that's the best talk I've ever heard. Good job, blah, blah, blah. But because it wasn't, I didn't get the feedback I was expecting. And because I didn't, it kept me moving. So it's more, it's more of seeing something that failed, but I'm not gonna say it failed at all because I mean, at least I got on that stage and I'm very proud that I did. But the fact that yeah. it didn't go as well as I, I thought it would makes me want to prove to myself every single day, every single yeah. second, 
that I can do something better. Yeah. And this is kind of like a part of what keeps me going, if you get what I mean. It's a major, yeah, major yeah. experience in my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I always look back at, back at it. I, I sometimes I'm afraid of watching that video again because I can imagine the feelings. Uh, but, you know, no, I, I, I get you. I get to when I um, I'm a dancer also. So whenever I watch like my old dance videos and old stuff and I, and I, I, I legit cringe. Yeah, even, yeah, my yeah, first, yeah. even my first podcast episode, when I go back and watch it, I, I'm, I'm always cringing. It's, it's a yes. thing that all, all people face. But no regrets, man. No regrets. Every, yeah. every success has a lesson. Every failure has a lesson. And yes, uh, what most exactly. people don't see is that whatever it is that you're doing, really whatever it is, man, it doesn't matter whether you're into drawing or writing. Uh, you know, it's always a skill that you get. So, and I know, I, know, I know you want to move to the next question. I'll just say this very briefly. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people listening to this might be going to university. And I think you are soon, as you said, or college. Yeah. People think that when they go to, go to college, they expect to learn, uh, you know, information. But I'm telling you, psycho I'm a psychology major, and I can tell you, your brain is is literally impossible. It's impossible for your brain to retain that that much information. It's just impossible. So I'll break it to you. You're not going to remember all the information. I don't remember anything from what I studied in psychology. But I'll tell you what I remember. I don't remember the information, but I I I know I have a skill. So don't yeah. go to university uh, to, for example, learn an information, learn a book. But go to get a skill. And this is what I'm trying to say is that any, anything that you do, if you look deeper, deeply into it, there's a skill that you're getting. Yeah. So there's a positive in every negative or there's a yeah. silver lining. In every class has a silver yeah. lining. That's nice. Um, so yeah, we, we talked about the TEDx talk. Uh, I want to know what, what, like, how did the TEDx happen? Was it like, uh, it just, just take me to the whole experience. Like yeah, you for went sure, to for sure. the University of Glasgow for a psychology and business management major. Yeah, 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 100%. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll start, I'll start. So, um, yeah, so I'll tell you, 2014 came, I went to university. Uh, 2015, I started wanting, you know, I got very nervous. I wanted to do new things. I started getting yeah. very involved in university, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then I start, you know, I took the initiative to speak at one, one little tiny room about the business idea. I wanted to start my own startup. I won as yeah. best speaker. So kind of like they gave me a little bit of um, an insight that, you know what, I might have a chance. Like just imagine someone telling you right now, uh, you, win, you win the best dancer um, in, in a yeah. talent show. That would give you something, right? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sign that you're good. Yeah. You, at yeah, least yeah. you have a chance. So I started applying to a bigger conference. I got the bigger conference and I spoke about um, a psychology um, uh, topic actually. And then I spoke there in front of 150 people almost. Went really well. I was very happy about it. And then I thought, you know what? It's time. It's time to do the TED Talk. Uh, I applied for the TED Talk and um, I was so confident. And then one day I opened my email and it said, uh, we just simply apologize. You got rejected. And, you know, I was like, you know what? Fair enough. I'll live with it. And I did. Honestly, you know, I did. I told my parents. Um, my parents were like, okay, fair enough. You know, uh, better speakers can get it. And, you know, most of my friends said this exact same thing. And I started to believe it as well. You know, I started to believe that, you know what? Better speakers deserve the spot uh, better than I do. And I think that's the yeah. worst thing anyone could think about themselves. So the days passed by and actually not just days, two months passed by. And it was after, so I came back to Kuwait and then I went back to university. So that was after Christmas, yeah. after New Year's. I was sitting in a cafe with my friend. I was just, you know, sipping my coffee. I can still remember this very well. Uh, I get a call from a friend and uh, she says, hey, Hussein, I want to speak to you. And she's on a TEDx team. So they, she okay. gets to choose people. And she was like, uh, listen, Hussein, I just want to tell you something. So for basically the backstory, if you want to get into the TED Talk, you need to pass auditions. So for you, okay. so for example, eight people speak on auditions and the public is listening. So all the students are listening. 
and then yeah. the students get to choose two students to move okay, to the RBA. actual conference. So yeah. it's kind of like, you know, shortlisting. And uh, she was like, listen, Hussein, I know you applied to the TED Talk and eight people got it. And I know you got rejected. I was like, uh-huh, why are you telling me this? And she said, um, well, funny story. We have that TED, that the auditions are coming up, but one person got sick. Uh, would, right. you like the would you like to take the chance? And at that point, I was tearing up. I was like looking outside the window, I was tearing up. And I think I hung up the line then. And I told her, I was like, can I just call you back? And then I just thought for a second. And the one thought that was going in my mind, it was this. If I was to go to bed tonight, knowing that I said no, I will probably regret this until the, until the day yeah. I die. Like yeah. I'm gonna, going to regret this so much uh, because it's something that I've always wanted, but I said no to it. So I called her back. I was like, you know what, I'll do it. But when exactly is the conference? And she said, oh, it's tonight at seven. I was like, uh, no, she was like, oh, tonight, it's, it's tonight at five. I was like, oh, that's in four hours. And she was like, yes. I was like, I have nothing prepared. She's like, it's okay, let's meet. We meet, and this is honestly uh, to you, Toblas, and to anyone listening to this, yeah. if you're passionate about something, honestly, time, time is nothing. I'm telling you, yeah. time is not a thing. We yeah. went to the campus, and no jokes, I'm not joking. 2 p.m., I sat down. From 2 p.m. until 5 p.m., I created the talk. I yeah. wrote it down. I rehearsed it a few times. I wrote, I've created the presentation. I made it look nice. I animated the presentation. I gave it a title and an abstract, and I was ready, dressed to speak in three hours. So I yeah. went there. I got there. They were like, okay, to give you an advantage, we're going to make you speak as the last speaker. So yeah. people started okay. at five. I spoke at seven. So I was sitting there and, you know, I was uh, waiting for the auditions and I was so scared. I was so scared. I mean, I knew I had this chance and I knew I wasn't, I wasn't hundred percent prepared. I mean, it's three hours yeah. of preparation. And the thing that got me to be so determined to get it was one action. Uh, the, was the conference manager was sitting beside me and she leaned forward and she, while I was putting my mic on and she said, she said, Hussein, um, you know, everyone had, everyone else had a month to prepare. So it's absolutely okay if you don't do well. And when she said that, it, it kind of like intimidated me. I was so angry that I wanted to prove to her that, you know what, I don't care yeah. whether I had an hour or a month. I'm going to let my passion show you that you're wrong. And I leaned yeah. towards her. I was like, I promise you it's going to be okay. And then the moment they called my name, I don't think I've ever given a talk from my heart as much as I did to that one. Everything I wrote down, I forgot. But I knew yeah. for a fact that I was passionate about the topic and I just let it all out. And the moment what, I let it all out, I connected with yeah. everyone. Yeah. What did you speak about during the audition? Oh, it was uh, social media obsession and how we're obsessed with our oh, social media yeah. and we use it every day for about six hours, blah, blah, blah. So it was a bit of an interesting topic. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't speak about it now again, uh, but um, it was such an interesting topic by then. Yeah, that's great. Um, so the TED Talk happened and then... Um, Obviously, it didn't go as you planned, like how you expected the TED Talk to go. It didn't yeah. really go that way. Yeah. So what, what happened like after the TED Talk? Like what, like what did you go through? Because obviously, like, uh, like what did your parents say? And how, what did your friends say? Like how was that whole awkward situation? No, you know, that's what I hate. That's a big part of what I hate about close friends is that they always sugarcoat things. Everyone made me feel as if that was a fantastic talk. And I knew yeah. for a fact it wasn't. I knew it. I knew for a fact. It wasn't. I went down from the stage and um, the next speaker was waiting until I got down. And she was like, 
I've never heard a, a faster talk. And I was like, I know. I was like, that was so fast. And then I was like, and then my friends and family were like, oh my God, it was fantastic. And I was like, no, it wasn't. And everyone was like, oh, be thankful it's a TED talk. I was like, but I don't care if it's a TED talk. I want to, I wanted to do good. Um, so that was that really. It's kind of like, I, uh, I remember that, however, however, I must confess, one person approached me that day uh, and she was like, I think it was, a, I don't kind of remember who, who she or he was, uh, but uh, the person approached me and, he, and, and, and the person was like, um, thank you so much. You really inspired me. Uh, and I cannot, and, and I promise you, she said this, she was like, I promise you, I'm going to cut down on my social media use. And it is in that moment, uh, Toblas, I'm telling you that I realized that if you're giving a talk, it doesn't yeah. matter if a thousand people tell you that you did a good job. It matters yeah. if one person did. One person, yeah. um, if one person tells you that you inspired them, I can imagine that that person is sitting somewhere in this world. I can't see them. They can't see me. But you yeah. know, maybe because of one little sentence or a single talk or a 10 minutes presentation, something was changed and she might be changing those around her. Uh, so that, that's really kind of like what really um, made my day that day. Yeah. So, yeah. so was it like at that moment where you decided, you know what, I'm just going to pursue this. Don't care what happens. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's, that was kind of what that, that, that talk was kind of like really the, 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 the sign. It was the sign. Yeah. And uh, kind of like after that, you know, I finished university and uh, by that time, Topless, my personality was already completely shaped into the person that likes to get out uh, meet people. I was always a people's person. And I know I, I almost every single day almost put myself in uncomfortable situations. Yeah. So I started, I, I was so conditioned uh, to doing new things. I was so conditioned. It was so normal for me to kind of like uh, stand up on, sp on stage and, you know, even if I'm scared, uh, but because I'm scared, I want to do it. Uh, so yeah, it became yeah. a more of a mentality. Uh, <laughs> so that kind of like drove me into a certain direction uh, with yeah. it, you know, along the line. So like after the TED talk, like were you involved in any public speaking or something? Yeah. Uh, was I involved in public speaking? Public speaking? I mean, no, or was I didn't have a conference. Uh, I think what I did was I tried my best every, every time I had a presentation uh, I would give, but, yeah. but, but, but there's always a, but this is, the, this is the, this is, this is, there's always a, but this is the interesting part because this is also the moment I started to understand that public speaking doesn't have to be one to a thousand. It could be yeah. one to one. So then, oh, what yeah. happened is that even my approach with my people, with, with my friends, uh, with the, you know, I started, I started taking part in societies and university activities, and then your personality, because you have that personality of getting out there and meeting people and whatnot, it starts to kind of like vibrate out of you, and mm -hmm. and you know, it's the law of attraction, and you attract the same energy that you give off. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. and it's that energy that I would give on stage that I started giving off you know, on a personal level, like us yeah. right now interacting. Right. Um, yeah. So if you were to ask me, I'll tell you that I had a chance to public speak every single day uh, hmm. because I was meeting new people every single day and I had to learn yeah. new personalities, a new way of interacting, a new way of engaging conversations. So every single day. Yeah. Um, you did psychology and business and management. Yeah. How has that like, you know, become a part of your life? Like even today, like with the, with your current podcast and all of that. Has that become a very crucial part of it? Like, take me mm. through what happened there. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think one of the reasons, one of the things that really added value uh, when studying psychology and business, I mean, I wanted to do business only uh, for a start, but when I did yeah. both in the same time, I think that it created this sense of curiosity in everything. Um, mm. And most people around me right now know that I, I could be very curious about anything and everything because I, ju I just like to know things. Um, yeah. 
I don't like being in this kind of like unconscious incompetence, incompetence they call it. I, I want to know things just so I can educate yeah. myself. Uh, so yeah. it's created this kind of like curiosity in me, uh, but also psychology as a major by itself, it makes you think a lot and not about so many people have this understanding of psychology that it helps you in understanding other people. For me, yeah. honestly, it helped me in understanding myself. Um, and the key to your success will never be about you understanding other people. Uh, hmm. It will always be about you looking in the mirror and having a clear definition of what you can yeah. see. And if yeah. you can, if you can have that skill and build it over time, where you can actually look at yourself in the mirror and be like, you know what, this is what I want. These are my values. This is yeah. my goal. And no one, nothing will ever change it. Um, yeah. If you can tell yourself that, everything else is possible. So that's what the major really helped me in doing. All right. Um, so you came back from Glasgow, you went to yeah. Dubai and is it then when you started your e-commerce website? <laughs> oh, so you did, oh, I'm seeing, so you went on LinkedIn, didn't you? No, 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 no. <laughs> that was actually my first startup. So my first startup was in second year university. Uh, okay. Second year university is when I kind of like came up with this idea that I wanted to create a platform uh, to allow students to buy and sell from each other. Uh, a very simple idea. It was like basically yeah, yeah. like a, um, a university Amazon kind of thing or an, a university eBay. Uh, you know, it was fun working on it. It allowed me to step out of my comfort zone in business and in, in entrepreneurship. We did, you know, I had to gather a team. I had, I needed a co-founder. You know, you yeah. you, you live this uh, this role for a while. And I lived there for a year and a half, and it was so nice. It was so interesting. I had to pitch uh, in front of investors one day. I didn't get it. Yeah. I had to pitch, uh, and that was lovely. Uh, we had we created the website it was nice the experience taught us a lot uh so no dubai dubai no 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 that that, that died in fourth year university the website all right um so you came back to dubai and then yeah. when when did you start the podcast was it was, was it like when you came back to Kuwait? so i'll tell you a little bit i'll tell you a summary of how yeah. things went so all i right. went to dubai and in dubai i worked i was full-time focusing on work i didn't even get the time to think about anything else but yeah. as I said, there's always a but. I started going to Toastmasters. So I started going to yeah. Toastmasters and Toastmasters, I started kind of like meeting people, getting myself yeah, yeah. out there, uh, putting myself in the, on, in the spot, learning new things. That's always the key <laughs> there. Um, and that kept me busy for a while. And then yeah. I kind of like, I'm, I was done from Dubai and I had to leave. It was too hectic. So February, 2019, I left to Kuwait. And uh, that's it. I came to Kuwait and, um, you know, two months in, I was very, very kind of like, you know, it's a different lifestyle. I was very bored. I was living with, yeah. with my parents. Everything was changing. And it was such a, a crisis inside out, you know, a crisis in my head. Um, and I needed something to do. Kuwait doesn't have that many initiatives. It doesn't have that many, many initiatives such as these, like, like your podcast. Yeah. Uh, and many of us like to do something that I really hate, which is complain about it. Um, and you know, I kind of like taught, I promised myself, I got to one day, I was like sitting down, I was just complaining to my friends. I was like, there isn't this, I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't meet people, I can learn from them, I can't do this, I can't do that, blah, blah, blah. Until I got to a second a moment where I was like, you know what, I can't find it, why can't I create it? And, and I uh, heard and I in like, one of your episodes, you had mentioned yes, this. Yes, exactly. And so I, I thought, you know, just create your space. And that's exactly what I did. I met my friend. I was like, I told him, I pitched him the idea. I was like, you know what? I'm thinking of starting a public speaking workshop. And um, he asked me a few questions. Like, Can you do this? Can you not? Have you read enough? Have you done research? Blah, blah, blah. And I told him one thing. I told him, I was like, listen, I don't care if I'm a genius public speaker. I don't care if I know the ins and outs. I don't care if I'm the best one on stage. I don't care about anything. 
All I care about is that I know for a fact for me, that for me to become the person you're talking about, I need to start somewhere. Let's just yeah. agree on that. And I thought, right. this is it. Next morning, I woke up and I created the kind of like the, the, the either vision and the idea of the workshop, create the visual, put it on Instagram, and that's it. Boom. Done. I started doing these weekly workshops and we ended up having in total 250, 300 people um, attend to the workshop. And that was phenomenal. So we'd have people speak about anything and everything, um, yeah. you know, get, getting out of, out of the comfort zone. And then, you know, fast forward, um, COVID-19, the beautiful COVID-19 hit everyone in life. Uh, yeah. And uh, I was, you know, I couldn't do the workshop anymore. And I was getting that nervous uh, state. And again, I was like, I need to do yeah. something new. I was like, what is there that I can do to help me public speak without having to get out of my room? Yeah. And uh, I started doing some research, really. And I, I came across podcasts. And I was like, I've never even imagined myself doing podcasts. Hmm. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Worth a try. I Googled a few things. I watched about 100,000 YouTube videos. I knew everything inside, inside out. And that's it. I went, to down, I went down to Excite, bought myself a nice little beautiful mic. And that's me done. I started recording my season one. Season one is done. And now season two is under full process. Yeah. And that's it, man. You know, you just get it done. Uh, you just come up with an idea and just do it. You know, a lot of people have the same idea, but not so many people do things. Yeah. Um, like when you told, like, obviously you first had that realization, oh, I can do a podcast. Like, did you pitch it to like your parents or any friends? Like, did you bounce the idea around? Did you see what the reaction was? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, uh, there's something that I don't like about myself that so my friends started telling me that, you know, I started... They started pointing it out and then I started realizing in me is that in many cases in my life, if there's something that I really want, I will always ask you for your opinion, but I'm, yeah. I'm determined I'm going to do it. So even yeah. if someone tells me not to do it, like really at the end of the day, I'm going to do it. So I was going out there and asking, I was like, it's, it's not a nice thing, I know. It's a very yeah. stubborn uh, kind of like mentality. But, you know, I got to a point where I know for a fact that, you know, Tablas, you can tell me right now that you want to create a platform for dancing. Right. The first thing I'm going to tell you, I don't think it has a vision. I don't think it has space in Kuwait. The first yeah. thing you should tell me is that I don't have enough experience. I am in no place to tell you what to do. That's the first yeah. thing you need to tell me. Because one, you're the dancer here. Two, yeah. you're the expert here. Three, I am not you. Four, I don't know your vision. And five, I, I am in no place to tell you what to do. So what I started doing yeah. is that I started getting out. I told my friends, I was like, listen, I'm planning on recording my voice and making people hear it. And I didn't ask people if I should do it or not. I asked them if they wanted it to be five or 10 or 15 minutes or 30 minutes. Uh, so I was asking them more about criteria than whether should I do it or not. Yeah. Um, okay. And that's it. Few questions and then I did it the way I wanted them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and, um, and now you're doing season two of Inspire and you're aiming at sharing others experience and i have to say your podcast is actually pretty nice i i was thank hearing you, it you. like a couple of days back and, and i actually honestly like it thank um, you i appreciate it man thank you thank you very much um it's such a pleasure to have you and one of my listeners yeah. i'm your listener too <laughs> thank you thank you um yeah so what is your vision with inspire like uh, now that you are recording season two like what is the vision that you're trying to put out i always i think as i spoke in uh, episode one it's kind of like being able to create a space for people to listen to stories that are for the first time ever are actually relatable. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll ask you this question. I'll ask everyone listening. 
how many people, how many times have you heard, uh, you know, stay hungry, stay foolish, or if you want things, just go and do it, or just do it, or, you know, hustle, persevere, uh, you know, all the things you hear from, uh, I mean, Simon Sinek, Jay Shetty, Steve Jobs, Tim Cook, I don't know, uh, Tony Robbins, it's, you hear these things from the bigger people, which, you know, fair enough, that's their experience, and they get to say these things, yeah. but how relatable are they? Like, do they actually make you wake up the next morning with the with the with the kind of a persistence of doing things i don't think so i mean yeah. i listen to them all the time but what i what actually gets me moving is when i see someone like you doing a difference and making a difference when i see someone like you making a difference i know for a fact that i have a chance because we're the same age almost you know we have the same energy you're not you're not out there speaking on on on, on world tv no, no, you're doing this little tiny podcast. So we both have a chance because we are relatable. People can relate to our experience. And that's exactly what I want. It's a space to spread inspiration and a lot of energy, hence why it's called Inspire with an E, energy and inspiration, yeah. and share stories that are for once relatable and they will actually ignite action. Right. That's nice. That's, that's, that you've put a lot of thought into it. I try. <laughs> Thank All you, right. thank you. Um, okay, so I know like you just started out and yeah. I know this that for everyone, even for me included, there's a very long journey ahead of us. Let's just say you become whatever you have a vision of you to become. So in that situation, if you would write a book, what would you name it? <laughs> I have the name already. I have yeah? the name already. What is it? Yeah. Um, you see, the thing is, I know this is recorded. I know this will be recorded forever and I might look back at this and tell myself either I'm on the right direction or the wrong direction. Um, I'll say I'll call it uh, pivot uh, because um, why? So because I believe you have to pivot your life and this is the yeah. catchy part, get ready for it. So basically pivot is five things and it's uh, people, it's yeah. initiative, visualization, yeah. opportunities and taking risks. It's five things that I truly believe if you were to believe in them, if you were to truly uh, make them as not rules or lessons in your life make them yeah. literally a lifestyle where you meet people yeah. you take the initiative you take every um, and you, you visualize every situation yeah. and truly deeply believe in it you take every opportunity and you take risks all the time i believe if you have these five things you could yeah. you, you have the right to reach out for success and reach out for the stars that you've always been dreaming for so if I was to name a book, I would be like, uh, why it's important to pivot your life or something around the lines, how to pivot your life. Just pivot, you know? That's nice. There's a lot of thought there. I, I, uh, that one I thought about, so don't steal it. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. um, okay, so, um, you know, like you had, a, you ha you've so far had a very long journey and there's been a lot of ups and downs. And what is mm -hmm. the biggest advice that anyone has ever given you? Anyone from your family or any of your friends? What's that big advice mm, it's uh i'd say it's from my dad honestly my dad is the person that tries to inspire me every single day and i'll tell you the sentence he keeps telling me and uh i recorded a whole episode on this it's called uh are you something around the lines uh, lines are you rich or poor um and in arabic i'll say in arabic and then i'll translate it and it says uh, so what that means is that befriend the rich and you shall be richer befriend the poor and you shall be poorer and if you're thinking about money, I like to tell you that you're wrong. And my dad keeps telling me this a day in and day out because my dad is a school dropout. He dropped out of school when I was 16. He came to Kuwait to have, he had nothing at the time, nothing, literally nothing. Uh, and he had to feed a family 
uh, of three, of four actually, my mom and my three siblings. Um, and you know, my dad keeps telling me about one of the reasons that got him to, I'm, I'm not gonna say success, I'm gonna say the success that he saw for himself was because yeah. he chose to befriend the rich, rich in mindset. He didn't wanna become friends with the people that weren't ambitious. He became yeah. friends with people that wanted to make change. I'm not, again, I'm not talking about someone that has a, a pocket full of money. I'm talking yeah. about someone that has a mind full of ambition. Yeah, mind. Yeah. Not a mind full of knowledge. Forget about knowledge sometimes doesn't have to be ambition. You can be yeah. the smartest person in the room, but you could also be not ambitious at all. So what I'm trying to say is that he became friends with people that truly taught him not just how to run a business, but how to yeah. dream about running a business. And not just how to dream about running a business. In fact, how to dream it, believe it, and make it happen. And when my dad started telling me these things every single day, and believe it or not, I've been hearing this, honestly, I can't even remember. Like, I'll tell you, I can't even remember. It's been so long. He'd tell me this until today, I promise you. Every other day, my dad would look me in the eye, and he'd be like, Hussein, always remember, befriend the rich and you shall be richer, befriend the poor and you shall be richer, I shall be poorer. Uh, and I've never, never, I don't think it's, uh, it's, 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 it's any further from the truth. It's so true. Yeah. It's so accurate. And that's the best advice I've ever heard, ever, uh, from the most inspirational person in my life, honestly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, this is where I reverse the role. Yeah. Uh, if you have any question for me, you can ask me. Go ahead. Why this? Um, okay, so basically, like I said, I'm a dancer. And yeah. uh, people have always told me, this is what you do. Do this. And I've always been stereotyped as, you know, a, like, what can he do? He, he's, he's just a dancer. And basically, mm. I've been, I've been like, put in this box where they're like, this is what you are and mm. be in this area. And uh, one day, I, to be honest, I just felt like, you know, I, I, I was watching a lot of podcasts and I was like, you know what, I could do this, but with my own twist to it. And slowly, like one day when all everything, you know how everything like, yeah, yeah. everything pent up. And then one day I was like, you know what, I'll chuck it. I'm just going to do this and see what happens then. And at the time it was, it was kind of selfish what I started, but then as like a few episodes passed away and then you know, slowly I started getting a groove of how things are. I get messages telling me, you know, your, your podcast is really nice. It has a very special deep meaning and all this very like good messages. And I was like, nice. you know what, there is like, this is what happened. So I was done with six episodes, I don't know, seven episodes. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my school started again. And then that's when I started receiving the messages. Where is the podcast and all that? And so I thought to myself, you know what, let me take some time off. Let me make this good so like people will when they actually listen they have much more than what the people mm -hmm. who used to get mm -hmm. so i took the time off and i did it and now i know the purpose of why the podcast is it, it spreads like messages of positivity and, and and energy and to be honest risking it and doing and seeing what happens next mm. i like that it, uh, i'll ask yeah. you one question as well uh, yeah. how old are you first of all i am currently 18. wow i mean uh do you think a lot of 18 people out there, 18, 18 years old, are also thinking in the same way you are? I honestly don't know because, you know, sometimes I have these deep meanings because I have some friends who usually we, we like, we end up starting to talk about how school is and all that stuff, but then it ends up being a deep, meaningful talk. And then there are also those friends, you know, like the moment I start going into a bit deeper, like, please don't go all these years. Of course. Of yeah, so, uh, so I know a few couple of my friends who have somewhat the same mentality. I don't know if they want to start a podcast or something. Recently, I know a friend who just started. Um, so yeah, I don't know if they want to start a podcast as such. But then I know personally a few people who have like that deep, uh, deep knowledge, that deep, meaningful, you know, kind of talk 
talkable people, I guess. No, 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 no. I get you, I get you. And I, I mean, life isn't just talking about deep things. I mean, life is also about entertainment, it's about fun talk, yeah. funny talk, superficial talk sometimes. Uh, but yeah. I think people miss the balance in many yeah. cases. Um, um, I'll ask another question. Um, <laughs> I'll make it harder, though. I'll make it harder. Yeah, I'll So, like. in one sentence, what makes you wake up every morning? Ooh, okay. Uh, I haven't thought about it. You have to think now. So, what makes you wake yeah. up every morning with the motivation to do things? And um, Okay, uh, so, a bit of backstory. Uh, my dad does not does used to do karate nice. he's 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 born brought up in kerala and he used to do karate and he was a black belt okay so uh, basically like you know it's it's an indian mentality where my dad like uh, he was like you know what you're growing up why don't you learn self defense why don't you learn karate just like how i did. it's something like all indian parents do it. and yes. so i was like yeah sure why not and i'd learned karate and then there was that's when i realized that oh i can dance i have something for arts also not just martial arts and so i i started experimenting and every time i did you know i had this huge support from my dad my mom and i have two sisters so like my whole family used to always be there for me and um, like there was this one situation like uh, where i felt very bad like you know we all have the highs and lows and one day i was like super low i hit the bottom and like i was just in my room i was just doing my thing and my dad was like uh he just asked me he was just coming in checking on me and then he said and i quote he said uh, whatever it is that you plan to do you'll always make all of us proud wow that's when See i realized that yeah that's when i realized that you know as long as the people around me are happy especially because let's say like at the end of the day the only people that truly matter to us is our family yes and so when i realized that everyone's actually proud of me i was like you know what let's let's just keep on trying different different stuff until i find what I, what i'm like super perfect with and it's always experimenting like uh, on instagram i have my very own like uh, somewhat off right now but still i have my solo podcast i'm nice. i'm starting a new podcast completely new podcast uh, for another passion like tech and all that stuff so i'm starting that i'm having nice. this and i'm always juggling a bunch of balls and i just want to see what sticks and what's perfect for me nice. so what keeps me what what wakes me up every day is knowing that i will have the support of people i love and i can always do what i love i like my that. dad I love told that. my dad legit told me you can you can chase whatever crazy passion you want just make sure you're happy and that's no, what I love that. exactly going. i think uh, i'll just i'll just say one little thing cuz um, cuz yeah. um, i've i've been in that situation and uh, you know i like the sentence is that like some you know how they say uh, a person that tries to satisfy everyone uh, satisfies no one so uh, yeah. what i'm trying to say is that don't try to get out there and just try to satisfy every single person you see and make everyone proud no i think yeah. you know you should aim on making yourself proud that's first and, first and foremost um, yeah. and as a result your parents will be very proud about that if you're happy they're happy um yeah okay so final questions where can people find you on social media how can they get in contact with you uh very simple i actually use my family name on instagram so on instagram it's alajouz a l a j o u z underscore uh, and i don't use twitter that much so just follow me on instagram that's good enough facebook you can yeah. do it say no alajouz um i don't also use that much very often but i mainly everything is on instagram and you can go on my blog yeah. which is uh, alajouz.net a l a j o u z .net uh, and if you want to listen to any of my beautiful podcasts you can go on any literally any uh, podcast uh, app whether that's apple podcast spotify uh, google podcasts um, everything podcast related you can just go and write inspire with an e 
and not with an I, and you will find my face. So listen to them and tell me your feedback on them. I would love to hear them. And if anyone, and I mean it when I say this, anyone has any questions, any advice, any feedback, any comments, positive or negative, it's all welcome. Uh, that's how I learn. And I think Tobless uh, feedback to you as well would be something yeah. great for you. That's how you learn and that's how we all progress. Um, okay, so let's say time travel is possible. What would be the biggest advice that you would give to your younger self? Ooh. Oh, I love this question. I've never been asked. Okay, this is, this is a question I need to think about. Yeah, take it up. Mm. What would I tell myself now? Man, honestly, you know, the other day I was asked this question and uh, on a podcast I was asked what inspires you and who inspires you? And uh, I said that one of the answers I've heard before, because uh, everyone will say certain people, like certain artists, certain public speakers, whatever. And my cousin once, I asked my cousin this question once, and he told me, uh, who inspires me uh, is me tomorrow. Uh, it's whoever I am tomorrow. I love that yeah. answer. So the reason it's related is because if I can time travel and I can look back and tell myself, honestly, Toblas, and I don't want people to think that I'm being... Uh, ignorant or arrogant by saying this but i think i am in a i am in my life i have this mentality where i like doing new things so i don't want to be the cliche thing or oh, I, I would tell myself to do new things because i always do new things i try my best to do new things uh i don't think there's something that i didn't want to do sorry there's something that i wanted to do that i didn't want to do um, yeah. or i didn't do sorry something that i want to do but i didn't do um i always try to make things happen um yeah, I mean, I could be very cliche and tell, tell you that, yes, I'll tell myself, uh, you know, don't be scared and do all the things that scare you. But that's a mentality in me already. Um, I'd actually say one thing. I like that. I would say stop juggling around and know what you want to focus on. And this is an advice to you, but to be honest, because you were saying that experimenting a lot of things. Experimenting is fantastic up until a certain age. Uh, you get you get to a point where because because you try to become a master of all trades, you know, a, a, you know, a, a jack of all trades, a master of none. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think uh, that's that's where the issue is. Um, so I would tell myself honestly, figure what on earth you want to do, because experimentation is good. But what is it actually that you want to do? Uh, so figure yeah. it out asap, bro. Like, yeah. I tell myself, bro. You know. <laughs> but yeah. Um, all right. So for the viewers watching and for for everyone that's listening. What is the biggest two to three pieces of advice that you would give to them? You know, if they still haven't found their sweet spot, their passion, what is the biggest advice mm -hmm. that you'd give them? Deep advice, number one, and I'm quoting Jay Shetty here. It's not mine. You can't be what you can't see. So whatever it is that you're doing right now, and if you think your passion doesn't lie outside of there, it's because you can't see it. So number one advice for passion, you can't be what you cannot see. So see new things, experiment new things, uh, you know, get out there in the world. Um, don't, if you're studying a mechanical engineer, there's no one, nothing ever said that you can't work in, I don't know, advertising. So get out there, figure out what, what, what you want. I didn't wake up with a public speaking passion. I had to give myself the chance to discover it. I had to yeah. become what I saw. And then I fell in love with it. Advice number two, and this again, not me, it's quoting a lot of other philosophers. And I'm not going to say the deep quote. Uh, it's more about stop putting yourself in boxes that other people expect for you. A lot of people yeah. don't do things is because they put themselves, they physically put themselves in boxes that other people expect of them. 
And it's a quote, it's a quote by a philosopher, actually, it's called, he's called Charles Cooley. I mentioned this in one of my podcasts. And he said, it's a complicated one. So whoever listening to this, you have to listen slow. So I am not what I think I am. I am not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. Hmm. Mind-blowing. Yeah. So again, I am not what I think I am. I am not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. Long story short, we live in a perception of a perception yeah. of other people on ourselves. Yeah. And you, we end up leading, leading our lives in a way that's not up to us. We lead it in a way that other people are seeing for us, be it our friends, yeah. our family, our siblings, whatever it is. We just live our lives to make them happy or we forget yeah. to make ourselves happy. So that's yeah. advice number two. Take yourself out of the boxes. Advice number three, honestly, just experiment. I'll say, I know it's related to the previous two, but honestly, I would say experiment. No one ever woke up uh, as the best public speaker. No one ever woke up as the best podcaster, but someone woke up with the, ins with the inspiration and the motivation and, 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 and the, 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 the initiative, the, the will yeah. to take the initiative. Don't be yeah. a talker, be a doer. And I know it's so easy to say, but yeah. take it from me, take it from me. Don't just talk about doing things because a thousand other people are thinking about the exact same thing. The only thing that differentiates Steve Jobs from any other thing, yes, he's a smart person, but he actually woke up one morning and decided to make things happen. And only because of that, he was successful. So always think there's always a starting point. And if you think that you have to wake up and become perfect from day number one, you're absolutely wrong. The lovely part and the amazing part is the process of failing. And I know that's so cliche to say, but for me, I could reflect the reason I love public speaking goes back to the fact that I messed up my TED talk. So had I not messed up that TED talk, I wouldn't be doing this exact podcast, I can promise you. So this is what I'm trying to say is like, get out there. Don't be afraid of, of failing. Every failure is a move forward, as you say, as, as they say, fall forward. Yeah. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for agreeing to do this. It, it truly means a lot to me. Uh, yeah. No, thank you, man. Thank you. I, I just want to, can I just, uh, just end with this? Yeah, yeah. It, is, it is so inspiring. It's lovely. It's amazing. Uh, to see someone like you, I mean, I, I know you're not, you're not young, but I'm saying that someone that's 18 years old, not yet in college, someone that's not yet out in the world in, in, you know, in college life where you're seeing a lot of things, you're just in school so far. And for you to have, you know, you might not have a million viewer, a million, million listener podcast, but the fact that this exists, honestly, man, I'm telling you, you're going to look back at it and you're going to be so proud of it. And this is only the first step to something way bigger. Yeah. So you're taking the first step so early on that in five years after graduation, you're gonna look back at this and laugh at yourself and tell yourself, now I'm doing the real thing, a much bigger thing. And it's always going to be that way. Yeah. You know? So proud of what you're doing. Personally, you. I'm very proud of what you're doing. Good job, keep it going. People should relate thank you, to you. Thank you so much. So yeah, thank you for thank coming you. on the show. Thank you, man, appreciate it. Well, I mean, I guess, and thank you to the listeners for taking the time. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Catch you guys next one.